Welcome to the Love Life Church podcast, and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. Day 14, we're going strong, big time. I don't know about you, but I'm loving. I'm loving this time. I'm loving what's happening. I'm loving the time that, that I'm prepping to do even bigger and better. And that's the message today is be better. Be better. Amen. You know, um, the whole concept of the picture of 23 is relentless. And we just sing a song, which is pretty awesome. As we were singing that, we're singing about that, that undeniable and that that relentlessness of God's love. And I thought, you know what? Last week I talked about what is relentless faith. I should have just came up here and said, what is relentless faith? God. And just dropped the mic and walked right off. And people would, would, what? What do you mean? That's relentless faith. Because if you think about it, by scripture, if you think about what the word says, Everything about God in Jesus was relentless. Everything. Everything about the life of Jesus was relentless. Everything. And the Bible says that God demonstrated his relentless love that Christ died for us. Relentless all the way to the cross Oh, no, not just that. The Bible says that it brought joy to crucify the Son. And when you hear that, you're like going, are you kidding me? How could that bring delight to God? If you don't get it yet, you, I got to smack you upside the head. That's how much God loves you. I mean, I can't even, there's, there's no greater proof than something that God did. There's no greater. There's, it's impossible to beat that. First of all, you got to get a perfect person. And only Jesus could be that one. And then he has to accomplish the Father's will. Completely. And then go to the cross and then be separated from God when it's, it's never took place, never happened. And to be able to be on that cross, be separated from God, and then, my God, my God, a transition of my Father to my God, and all our sins and all the curse went upon him. Why? Because he loves you. That is the definition of relentless. And I don't know about you, but that just turned my attitude again to another level in 2023. If my father, if my father in heaven could be that relentless for me, my goodness, should I not be relentless for him? And ultimately, what does that mean? Does it mean I'll become more religious? I'll learn to speak more Christianese. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. No. It's actually 100% opposite of that. It's becoming this person that's living a life that's relentless to the word and relevant to life. Relevant in our impact, relevant in our ability to show our belief 
through our action. And that's what we've got to do. We've got to get hungry and passionate about this goodness of God, oh, by the way, that leads people to repentance, not hell and damnation. Not God's going to beat you. Not God's going to curse you. Not God's going to throw sickness and disease on you. It says his goodness, his goodness leads, directs people to repent. Turn direction. Turn direction. Not repent of your sins. Return direction toward him. That's his, that's his passion. That's what he wants for you guys. Every one of you. 2023, you should have been cruising in here, walking all bold and sassy. No, you, listen, I'm not kidding you. Yeah, but pastor, it's getting really rough out there and it's tough and I've been dealing with. More, more the better. You bring that stuff in, you get the storms going on, you better start even walking more like you own this. Remember the Bible says the enemy walks as a roaring lion. Seeking weak, sissy little baby Christian. <laughs> oh, he's all over you. He's all over you. I'm just being real to God. No, you're not. You're throwing a pity party. You're throwing a fit. You're looking at fear rather than God. And you're going to lose that battle all the time. Come on. It's time for us to... Rise up, stand, and we've done all the stand, continue to stand. Get the focus of this word where Paul pretty much writes in military terms concerning us. And let's start getting aggressive in this life. Priority number one, you got to get your identity checked out according to God's view, not your view. You've got to recognize that the only way you're going to be able to listen, the only way you're going to be able to even accept the love of God is to fix this identity in you. And I'm going to tell you how you won't fix it by looking at your past and how you brought up. You know how you fix it? What did he say? Not at what his sissy say, not at what your brother said, not what your mama said, not what your daddy said, not what your boss said. What did God Almighty say about you? Who's higher than him? Exactly, and it took you real long to answer that. No one. No one's above him. I got to get to my message. I'm getting real excited right now. And like I always tell new visitors, when you see me like this, it's just the way it is. No shame. It's just who I am. Been this way for a long time, so you can't fix me. The foundation of understanding a level up, I wanted to get to this place, and level up is, is uh, a simplified way to understand all of God's word. It's pretty much a complete definition. You get it to where you go, oh, okay, I get it now, and you do it. The ability to hear the word of God, and it clicks, and it makes sense, oh, by the way, this is exactly how the word was taught to everybody during that time. This language was something they were going, uh, what? I don't get it. I, what? I, that's too confusing. No, it was, it was a letter to them. They understood every bit of it. We get a translated religious view of it, mainly. 
a lot of translation is, is not clear in the whole context of what God's trying to say. So a lot of things you read because of a bad translated word becomes watered down or it solidifies their religious viewpoint. Not what God's saying, but their religious viewpoint. And that's sad, but that's a fact. That is a pure fact. And you all know what we like to do here is we like to get this word. And if I have to break down the Greek word or the Hebrew, not to promote me and my understanding, but to get this word to where we're going. Oh, that makes more sense. That, that, wow, that's, that, that puts a greater meaning into it. And that's what we want. That's all I want. That's what I want. I want to we get this information in Monday. Make Monday count. Not to be able to hear something in here and go, oh, that's real churchy. Now I got to go out and live life. No, we don't do that here. So the foundational level up is, is you know, when you look at the, the cinnamon, the cinnamon, <laughs> the synonym for, for it would be advancing improvement and growth. Advancing improvement, growth. That's level up. And I, I, I like it this way, not stuck in life, not stuck in life. And so level up would be the, the, the main emphasis of what we're trying to do. It, it's a gaming term. In the gaming community, they understand what leveling up is, level up. And what it means is, for those that you don't know this stuff, level up is, is you start a game at the base layer, say level one. And the object is to get to level 30. Level 30, you're at your elite level and you got the most power and all that stuff. But level one, your base, you know, you're walking around with shorts and, you know, even if you step on something, you're going to hurt yourself. That's level one. Level two is, is you go through level one, building your character, building your skill level or your power to get to level two. That's leveling up. And it continues. So by the time I get to like level 10, I ain't nothing like level one. Though I played level one. Though I played level two. Though I played level three. And I had to win through level one. I had to win through level two. So I ain't talking going level one to level 30. I'm talking about living life. That's leveling up. So what we're doing is leveling up is not jumping or skipping things. It's building your skill level, building empowerment of your life to be able to go the next, that direction to the next level. Are you guys getting it now? All right, so you know level up now. This is the key to the transformed life. This is the key to your life becoming more like Jesus, for you having change, for you having things in your life that, that you never could accomplish. It's the key for a resolution becoming reality, which you all know in, in approximately, what is it, 20 days, 80% of everybody that had desires for change is done. They quit already. 80%, 8 out of 10. We already know it's a small percentage that's going to make it through and accomplish those good desires to change. 
I'm not talking about all these people going into 2023 with evil desires and wanting to continue bad habits and wanting to be losers. No, they're going into 2023 with a passion to fix things. And most all of them are quitting already. We're in our 40 day preparation. Quite a few have already stopped doing that. It's in the nature It's in the nature. It's in the nature. It's in the nature. And the only way you're going to have change is to change. And this is what Be Better is about because Be Better is a mantra. It's something that is a daily operation in our life to level up. Be better. But by definition, in my understanding of what, why I have this term and what I know about what my expectation is for your transformation is this. Be better is not this massive jump. Be better isn't this this jump of faith across the canyon. This be better is the single simple little step of doing something different than you did yesterday. That's how you be better. That's how you be better. Be better would be this. Today, I walk to here. There's a little piece of paper there. Tomorrow, being today now, well, you didn't go very far. Oh, no, I went a step past this. I went that, see, you don't, you, you, you're losing sight of truth. I just did better. Yeah, but that's not, no, see, that's why you don't fulfill change. You've lost the view of what change is. We assume change is the 30 pounds I lost today. And I just started yesterday. Yeah, exactly. There, that, don't, that ain't going to happen. You know, unless you pay like 20 grand of surgery, but you know. (laughs) But you guys hear what I'm saying? So we got to get back to the reality of life. Oh, and the reality of scripture. That's what God's wanting you to do. That's all he's, he's, he doesn't have this picture of, I'm giving you a week for success. You're out of here if it don't happen. God's attitude is natural principles, spiritual truth. Natural principle, spiritual truth. All you have to do is look at babies, look at children. I mean, I'm pay attention. You know, here they are, all the attributes that, that we as adults have. And they ain't walking. Some aren't even crawling yet. They certainly can't do anything in the house. Uh, do you guys follow me? In other words, it's a natural principle. But there, each day, change is happening. Each day, there's a difference in them. Now, you might not see it, but believe me, there is. When my, my, my boys, as they, as they were getting older, you could see their desire to want to crawl. And they do these weird things, you know, and you're like going. It, it. To a parent, it's like the most beautiful look in the world. <laughs> Outside, you're looking and going, that's gross looking, you know. But that's what they're doing. And everything they do is for the direction of change. Everything. And even when they're crawling, it's not like they crawl like, you know, a superhero. Even their crawling's weak, but it comes stronger and faster. Oh, wait a minute. 
Does it all happen the same with every child on planet Earth? No. But do they ultimately learn to walk? Yes. I'm just smacking some religious heads right now. Because, you know, religious like to judge based on where they're at. They're at and, well, you're not there. You know, all goofy and ugly. Everybody's at different levels. That's why I just want you to be better. That's all. Be better. Be better than last Sunday. If you raised one hand last Sunday, Sunday raise one and a half. <laughs> if you sang one song, sing two next week. No, I'm serious. and I, I'm 100% serious. Just be better. That's all. Be better. Get air in time. Be better. <laughs> be better. And when we operate this way, I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, you're going to have transformation. You're going to have change. Not kind of. It will happen. You will change. You know, if you just... You just set aside a dollar just every day. Or let's say $3. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. <laughs> set aside $3. $3. Just $3. Up to, you know, your change or whatever. Up to $3 every day. And, and that's it. Don't touch it. Just put $3. You know, at the end of the year, you'd have over $1,000. That's it. it. At the end of the year, you'd have $1,000. I mean, if I came to you right now, if I said right now, who would like for me to give you $1,000 right now? Do you think anybody, everybody would sit there and go, nah, nah I could care less. I don't need no $1,000. Everybody in here, you would want me to give you 1000 I want me to give me 1000 <laughs> But I promise you, everybody in here, you would want $1,000, right? I wish I had 1000 so I could hold up because only three are going like this, and I would shake it in your other faces and give it to them. But I don't have it. One day I'm going to do that because I, we will have more than enough. We have more than enough, but it's going to manifest itself. Amen. But the point is, is it's that concept. Now, let me ask you something. This is statistical fact. Majority of everybody that does resolutions, which is pretty much everybody. I mean, everybody wants change, but many people have got to a place where they don't do it anymore. You know why? Because this is the fact. Majority of everyone has the same resolutions for 10 years straight, and they fail for 10 years straight. 10 years. So ultimately, ultimately, they don't do anything. The sad thing is I'm telling you about human nature, and that includes people that go to church. And that's why it's difficult for you to do this prep. Because you create this, this legal picture instead of a be better picture. I was telling you know, the people that would hang, came out Thursday night, I said I'd come out Thursday nights and just hang. We'd talk and do stuff like that. And I was telling them how, you know, when, when you think about it, you think about what we're doing is, is it's not even about 20 minute this, 20 minute that. That's not even my heart. 
20 minutes is a, is a exercise point that's very, I, I would say it's, it's very important for your body, 20 minutes. Less, it's, it's not as good. You don't have to really go past 20. I'm just talking about 20 minutes is good. So I figured, you know, 20 minutes spending time with God. But that's not a rule. That's not something I'm saying, if you can't hit 20, you ain't nothing. You lost. Get out of the game. That's not what I was, I'm not meaning nothing like that. What I want you to do is get up and put God first. That's it. Put God first. If it's 20 minutes or two minutes. But we, we, we create this, I can't make 20 minutes. I already know you can't make 20 minutes. I've been there, people. I've been there where everybody's saying, you need to pray an hour and you need to do this. And I'd start praying and praying and I'd go, I gotta hit an hour and it's been three minutes. <laughs> and it's like, I, that's impossible. How can anybody pray an hour? So you fake it. <laughs> oh, no, no, you do, you fake it. Why? Because that was the, that was the picture of the, of the faith that I'm involved with. You, you got to be spiritual. Oh, I read, I read my Bible. And, and you do these things because we want to be accepted. We're Christians. We only shop at Christian stores. We can't eat because there's no Christian grocery stores, but it doesn't matter. I, isn't it dumb? The thing is, is this is what happens. We lose sight. This is not church. This is not, this is not Christianity. This is not religion. This is life. Jesus says, I've come to give you religion and religion more abundantly. No, he did not say that. I've come to give you rules and regulations in abundance. What did he say? I've come to give you life, not just stopping there, abundant life. That's what he said. We're going to believe him or believe, you know, Joe Schmo, prophet or whatever. Now I'm going to believe what the word of God says. Amen. So we want to be better. Amen. We want to level up. Jesus said this in John 10, 10, the thief comes except only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come to give life and life more abundantly. He says, I have come. Why did he come? To give life and life more abundantly. Do you guys read anywhere in here that says, I have come so you can go to heaven? Anyone? You see it anywhere? No, you know why? Because we take a religiously religiously translated word salvation as meaning heaven. Does it have a part? Certainly it does. It's, it's salvation is tied to eternity. But it goes far beyond, I get to go to heaven. Far beyond that. It goes into healing, wholeness, prosperity, deliverance. But we don't want, we don't see that because it's in the Bible. We've already translated it in our mindset, religion. I want to break you free from that. In love life, you've been, you've been hearing this for years, but I want people free from it. I want you free from that ugly, nasty, demonic stuff. Where you wake up Monday and this word is your life. Not because you know how to go, oh brother, hallelujah, glory to God. That's, that's silly. 
It is. It's silly. You know what spirituality is? I mean, honestly, do you know what it is? It's a person that has character, integrity. That's spirituality. Your yes is yes and your no is no. Don't raise your hands because we all know we need help in these areas. But so does God and he believes that we'll get there. Amen? That's what this is about. John 8, 32 says this, and you shall know the truth. Everybody say, know the truth. And that truth shall make you free. What truth? The one you know. And the word know, it's an understanding, this complete set of understanding to where you act on it. So it's actually knowing and applying. When you know the truth and apply it, it shall make you free. How many have known truth and you didn't apply it? Did it make you free? <laughs> it didn't make you free, did it? No, it will never make you free. Listen, I've done so hundreds and hundreds of counseling, and it's amazing how many people know to do good, but don't do it. And I'll sit there and say, you know, A, B, C, D, and I go, I know. E, F, G, H, I, J, K, I know. Elemental P, I know. Everybody knows. We all know. And it's like, oh, you know, what are you going to do? If you know it, do it. That's the battle. That's the warfare. That's the hard part right there. And that's when we come in and say, yeah, I know, but you don't know her or you don't know him. And, 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 and we start making excuses and reasons and we're playing Adam. It's the woman you gave me. And, you know, you go on and on and on. And he be doing, oh, it's, it's the devil. The devil made me do it. And we all blame it. We all make excuses. And this is what we do. Because none of us want to be known as a person that has information and doesn't do it. We don't, we don't want that. We don't. So let's do the right things to bring the transition of change in our lives, to level up. And we do it by be better. God wants us better, people. He wants this information. He wants this truth. But this knowledge has to be acted upon. Everybody wants to talk a story. Everybody wants to talk trash. And everybody wants, you know, everybody wants to promote something, but they don't want to do anything. Another Bible study, another Bible study. You ain't giving Bible study out of your life to people at all. And all you want to do is sit around doing another Bible study. What is up with that? Exactly. That's what religion produces. Don't, guys, you guys are at church. Don't act like you're all guilty right now. And if you are, just go, all right, I've got to fix this, right? All right. Or get guilty, but that, well, God doesn't want you that way, but if you're going to do it, go ahead, whatever. I don't want you to be that way, okay? So we want to, you know, I was thinking about, okay, be better, leveling up. Think about this, simplicity of, of be better. Um, remember what I said, you, you go here. And the next day you go here, and the next day you go. And ultimately, 
through process of 21, 30 days by doing that one extra each day. Now, I didn't say I didn't say that, did I? I didn't say this. I didn't say that, did I? No, because that's the way we all think. That's silly. To be better is be better. Be better than what? Be better than yesterday. How, what, how simple is this? You, 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 you said three cuss words yesterday. Do two today. <laughs> Did he just go that way? Oh, don't play that way. Don't even go that way. And I'm not saying all of you, but hey, you know what I'm saying? You guys see this though? It's not necessarily a plus. It can be a takeaway. Three enchiladas, two this time. Right? No, but if you... Let's say we do this. Let's say, think about this. This is what I want be better to become relevant in your life. So clear, so crystal clear. But think about you're doing one thing better each day. If it's adding or subtracting, whatever. But one thing. And you accomplish it by the end of the month, 30 days. Then you go to another thing. We're done with that. We got that 21, 30 days, man. We got it down. Now we go to the next thing. Do you even see what I'm saying? By the end of the year, you've changed 12 things. 12 things. Well, how big? No, no, you don't get it. You've changed, you haven't changed squat for years. And already at 2024 is coming in, you, you're like going, dude, I got this. I already changed 12. Forget 12. I'm doubling this sucker up. I'm going 24 next time. And next time 36. And, and you get to the place where you're aggressive in being better because it's simple. It's simple. It's not difficult. It's simple. Paul, amen, it's simple, and that's what we like, I like simple things, and that's why when it comes to being able to be relentless, being able to level up in our life, we got to get this stuff and get it in here where it's, oh, I got this, I get it, I make sense, do you guys all agree with me on this, doesn't it? I hope so. You know, um, in the period of, of change, when you look at change and the difficulty, I, I, I looked this up just a while back. You know, I, I, I shared how, um, you know, there's a billion pages, almost a billion pages of how not to mess up on resolutions. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so what does that say? People are looking for help. Not just a few, majority of everybody on this planet is looking for help to have change. Everybody wants it. Oh my gosh, will you guys listen to me? Everybody wants help to change. I say that we become 
that help in person. They don't have to Google this goofy stuff, but they are able to talk to the person that is having change. They're able to see you. They're able to, man, you didn't quit. How are you doing? Well, I notice, you know, your, your waistline is getting a little smaller, you know. What's up? What's going on? Because you're walking this thing by being better. Put inside this, getting a little less of this. You're being better each day. And by each day, you're recognizing responsibility to have change. It's the right thing. It's not a hard thing. It's not difficult. It's the right thing. It's the right thing to do. Why? Because it's just not about you. It's beyond your 20 pounds. It's beyond that. It's beyond that. It's about your ability to be secure, to be happy, to be filled with, with this, this life of, man, I have purpose. And then it goes on beyond you to other people. You start becoming contagious. Someone that's like, you get, a, people, they look forward to getting you around them because when they're done, they don't feel like they were a toilet where you dumped all their, you know what, on them. Don't think that word. That word I meant was poo poo. Don't think that. But most of the time, we're getting around people, we're leaving, we feel ugly. We feel nasty. We feel, you know, almost like, you know, I've been attacked. And what we need to be is we need to be people that are encouragers and builders. And if you can't say nothing good, don't say nothing at all. You see what I'm saying? What? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And that's what we want. We want to be magnet people for change because we're walking this. We're walking this thing out. We're able to build and encourage people. When they come in to you and they hang out and they come by you and say, man, I screwed up. You're like going, all right, get back up. Let's go. Let's go. Because everybody's going to screw up. Everybody's quitting. Everybody. It's only the, the, the few that get up. There's not the few that don't fail. Everybody fails. There's a few that get up. I'm one of the few. Are you one of the few? Then do it. Let's do this. Let's become one of the few. But when you, when you look at the nature, people understand there's inside of us, our physical bodies, it's called homeostasis. Homeostasis is homeo the same, stasis stays the same, which is amazing because that's your body. That's your body. The thing about homeostasis is this, is it only knows to keep you in the position that you're at right now. And, it, and I'm not saying that this is a negative, though it's operating mainly in a negative, but it's not in our DNA to be a negative. It, homeostasis would be, see those boxes right there? Those are thermostats. You know what a thermostat does? Everybody in here? All right. We all know what a thermostat does. But the thermostat is homeostasis. And what that means is, is that you have the, the compressors and all the power of the ability to heat this room or to cool the room, but it, it is completely submitted to that noise. Thermostat. And what is the thermostat doing? The thermostat saying, 
I need you to fix this to get to here. So there's a line in your life that homeostasis operates in. And what that means is, see, homeostasis doesn't have morals. It doesn't know how to just accept good and reject bad. You guys hear what I'm saying? What it knows is, is what you've created to this point. So it knows this, that if you have a set of, you know, this lazy lifestyle and you're, 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 you're you know, maybe you got a few pounds too many or you're sickly or anything, your body's going, we got to keep it at this level. See, it doesn't know better. It only knows what you do, what you want. See, it didn't create it. You created it. Are you guys hearing? Okay, hear with ears to hear, which means there's no guilt or condemnation. Everything in God's word spoken can bring guilt and condemnation by us. Because we then go, oh, I feel bad, I'm terrible, and it's so miserable, I'm no good. That The Bible didn't, the word of God didn't do that, you did it to yourself. But listening to the word of God correctly, you get corrected, reproved, rebuke, and you're going, bring it on. I want better. Bring it on. I want better. I don't take it personal and get offended. That's a religious person. They hear the word and get offended. Do you not read the Bible? Religious people don't. They don't. They operate contrary to scripture and think they're spiritual. There are literally people that, that, that boast and brag about being offended by someone. You know, that's the lowest level of, a, of, of the faith, a life on offense. And did you know God speaks? He's got teachings on people that create offenses because they're offended. And what he says about that person is crazy. It's like, I don't never want to be that person. I'll, you know, I'm going to teach. I don't know when soon. I'm going to teach how to break offense and how to help other people get out of offense. There's too much offense going on. Too much offense. And remember, people get offended for the word's sake. But they want to blame it on the person's sake. No. We all going to offend some way, right? Everybody in here, we offend some way. Everybody. Drive on the same road as I drive. I'll offend you. <laughs> but... <laughs> What's that science? What's the speed limit? The pastor would be driving. It's a freeway for him. I'm not talking about this pastor. I'm talking about some other one. But do you guys hear what I'm saying? So what it does is it says, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the thermostat at whatever it's at. Say it's 70, but in here it's 72, all right? So right now, everything's working. Your body's working to get it back to seven. It's going to 70 right now. Once it is 70, it's going, cool, we're there. We're there. Why am I saying this? Because this is actually what you guys are dealing with in the natural. In the natural, you're saying, I'm going to get up, spend time with Jesus. Homeostasis is saying, no, you're not. We don't get up that early. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. It's going, no, no, we don't do that. What, why? You, you tell me how come the alarm goes off because of your choice to do this and everything within you is going, uh-uh, this ain't right. We're talking maybe 10, 15, 20 minutes, whatever, earlier, and your body's acting like, what the heck is going on? Do you know I got to live today? 
And then you say exercise. And no, you don't do no exercise. No, you don't. You haven't done exercise. And all of a sudden you go, well, pastor said I need to do something for 20 minutes. So you get them to start walking. And you're like going, your body's already gone. What are we doing? Because if you ain't walking the fridge, you better stop this. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I am 100% serious. Why? Because that went, the only reason why you get off that couch, the only reason why is you go to the refrigerator. You, you're doing something already, your body's going, oh, feed me more of that crap. Or crapito. Feed me more. Homeostasis. Let's stay the same. Let's stay the same. And it doesn't want you to change. I just shared with you why people don't change. Because they don't know. They're not even hearing this stuff. In church as well. And I'm telling you, in the nature, in your nature, your body's sitting there going, don't mess with me. Now, if your body was smart enough to go, wait a minute, I think I want to live longer. Your body doesn't. Your body's like going, I don't care. I don't care. You train me this way. We don't care. You guys listening? Do you have ears to hear? There we go. So we get a little spankies. We get a little, you know, uh, foot stepping on, tweaking a little nerve here and there. But we're big boys and girls. We got our big boy pants on right now. No, we come to church like, come on, pastor. Will you, you, you being soft with me today? Don't be soft with me. I ain't, this ain't a waste of my time. I'm coming here for something big to happen in my life. That's an attitude you got to have. You guys hear me out there on live stream. Listen to me. I'm telling you, we got to get a militant, aggressive in the desire for goodness of God in my life, the desire for abundant life in my life. It makes things great in your life. You're focused in on better everything, better home, better marriage, better relationships, better jobs, better kids, better husband, better wife, better everything. There's nothing wrong with better. Maybe best, but, but you'll get there. You'll get there, right? And then we don't stop there because no matter how much you get best, Apple 12, there's going to be a 13, right? True, huh? So we have to have change in our lives. All we need is be better. One more than yesterday. What up? One more than yesterday. I'm doing good. No one can talk trash to you because you just did better. Now they might try, and most people try because they're guilty. They ain't having better in their life. Everybody, everybody that fails wants someone with them. Everybody. I'd say, listen, when it comes down to life, when it comes down to, to, to understanding God, his kingdom, and everything, and understanding natural principles of success, it comes down to two major things, cost and sacrifice, all the time, cost and sacrifice. And people don't like those words. They don't like cost and sacrifice. 
But if you want better, let's do it. Amen? That's why Jesus said, pick up your cross, follow me. He didn't say, pick up my cross. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. My cross is like little baby cross to Jesus. I'm like, I'm like with a little baby cross. Jesus like God, you know, Godzilla cross. But he said, pick up your cross, follow me. He said, this is what my life's about. It's empowering. An awesome life, amen? Amen? Foundational understanding to our battle, Ephesians 6, 2, 6 12 says this, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, spiritual wickedness, and high, high places. God's word, this sounds cool. I'll just read God's word, the translations, because really it was cool. This is not a wrestling match against a human opponent. We are wrestling with rulers, authorities, powers who govern this world in darkness and spiritual force that control evil in the heavenly world. The word wrestle means, it's a, it has a Greek word balo in it, and you, also, you all understand that word is to throw to, to, for penetration. And what this wrestling, what the word here, it literally, it's a conflict word of throw down to conquer, throw down to conquer. So we wrestle not, throw down to conquer with one another, human people, human nature. Our fight isn't this way. So see, why am I saying that? Because I want you to have success. I, anybody out there, I'm not talking about Christian or non-Christian, whatever you want. If you could hear what I'm saying and recognize that it, it's spiritual war before natural and recognize that you can have success in the natural. But you got to understand there's a spiritual fight first. It's a, it's, we fight against the spiritual first. Christians are always trying to fight natural. Not the spiritual, because we get offended, we get attitudes, we get judgments against the natural, and it's, it's the enemy. The enemy's out there. This, it, when I say enemy, it's it's inclusive term to the, the nature of the flesh, the world system. It's not just this, you know, little devil with pitchfork and, you know, pointy tail. It's this whole system of hate, steal, kill, and destroy. And God says, no, it, it, I need you to understand this. Your, your fight isn't there. Your fight is this, this thing here. And once you recognize it, you can overcome it. But you got to know this first, amen? Then it says in 2 Corinthians 10, 4, our warfare for the weapons of our warfare. Everybody say weapons. I mean, look at this. Is this, this is military. For the weapons of our warfare are not what? Carnal. They're not natural. So you want to win a battle in life? You ain't going to do it by getting a natural weapon. You got to understand, this is a spiritual fight, spiritual fight. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Weapons of warfare is stratia, which means a strategic way of fighting. So it's not a warfare, we're just going in swinging. It's being strategic in how you battle. Are you guys following me? All right. So it says, the weapons of warfare are not carnal, but mighty. Everybody say mighty. Mighty in God for the casting down to destruction strongholds. Now, everything I'm talking about has to do with you. Everything. It has to do with your mind and what you're battling up here. 
guys follow me? This is it. This is the battle. This is the stronghold right here. And God is saying, the battle you're dealing with is, the, is this battle. So my weapons that I give you is mighty in me. In other words, this is supernatural. Mighty is dunamis. Dunamis is a word where we get dynamite, explosive power from on high. God's given us explosive supernatural ability in him to overcome. You're all in here. If Jesus, you receive Jesus as your Lord, you're a walking powerhouse. You just don't know it. The point is, it is who you are. I'm just timid and I'm this and I'm this and I'm that. No, you, this is your thoughts that you are, but in here, whoo, you don't know because this hasn't become alive in you. You got all the power. You got everything necessary to live big, strong, and overcome in all areas. God's already given you the ability. Are you guys hearing? God's giving you already the ability. When we look at battles and we look at warfare. So I'm talking about being better. I'm talking about leveling up in life. I'm talking about winning, but I'm doing it in a way that says, okay, how do I get that next step? Well, look at what the step is. No matter, which again, we're not talking about mega. We're talking about what is it that you want to have change in your life? Do the next step to better there. It doesn't, big, small, it doesn't matter. It's just do the next step better. Well, I spent three minutes today. Okay, do four tomorrow. That's it. Or three and a half. I don't want to push you. Do you see what I'm saying, though? I mean, literally, I'm telling you this is how you do it. Journal this thing out. Journal it out. Today, I did this. I did that. This many, this much sugar is bye-bye. Ah, that Twinkie sucks. All right, Twinkie, right? <laughs> Just write it in. Write it in. And then watch. Tomorrow, you go, okay, that was yesterday. Boom, yesterday ain't going to be empowering my today. Today is a new day. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice. I'm making right choices to be, I'm, be glad in it. I'm going to own it. And, the, and then it goes, okay, whoop, I'm going to take away here. I'm going to be bold. I'm going to add right here. And then boom, you were better. Be better, my friends, okay? The next thing is the recognizing that warfare. I recognize it's there. I understand it. Now I want to help you win in the warfare. Remember what I said the other day, the other week, two weeks? I don't know when, but I said this. The importance of understanding how to win is understanding what we're fighting against. What is literally the battle I should be looking at? And what people don't realize is majority of everybody's battles are against symptoms, but not the source. That's why everybody's, we, we spin our wills a lot in life. We're trying to deal with symptoms, 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 symptoms. Bad this, bad that, bad that. You see what I'm saying? But if you would go straight to the source, you can defeat the symptom. I'll show you this in Scripture. You, you want to see this? I'll prove it. 
in the word. Mark chapter four, verse 35. Jesus is just, he's been around healing everybody. In the scriptures before this, this one, it literally says that he was casting out demons and demons were going like this. You are the son of God. I mean, that's freaky. But I mean, that's what they were doing. And the disciples are like watching this. They're seeing this. They're around this. Everybody's getting signs, miracles. Everything's happening. And they're like cruising along with Jesus watching this happen. Can you imagine this? That's what they're seeing. They're seeing all this. And then Jesus sits down with them and starts talking about the, the, the soils, the different types of grounds and how the sower sows the seed. And he goes through and explains to them. Then he goes into the kingdom principles and he starts talking about different things in the kingdom of, of how, you know, you plant a seed in the ground. You don't know how it happens, but it happens. And he talks about that. And then he talks about the, the mustard seed. You plant that tiny little seed in the ground. All of a sudden it grows into a big old thing. You're going, what's up with that? Why is a little seed? Not a little plant, but it becomes a big plant. And they're hearing all this. And he's teaching them, teaching them, teaching them. And then it says, on the same day. On the same day as what? Everything they've heard. What they've been seeing. Y'all connected? On the same day, Jesus said, let us cross over to the other side. He's on a boat. He's been ministering to the people. He tells the disciples, let's go to the other side. They're on the Sea of Galilee. We're crossing a sea. We're going to the other side. Jesus said what? Let's go to the other side. Demons have been screaming out, you are the son of God. Right? People are getting healed, set free. He's speaking words of wisdom to where the disciples are hearing these truths to where they're sitting there going. He goes, do you guys understand what I'm teaching? And they go, yeah, (laughs) we understand everything you're saying, Jesus. We understand completely. They don't understand squat. But you know how we are. We all want to go, yes, amen, pastor. And if I call and you say what I just say, you're like going, But it's just in our nature. We're all guilty of that, right? Don't get all weird with me. We just do. We're so excited and we're like, go on that. But the the point is, is this, is they're, they're living this life of hearing but not listening. There's a difference. A lot of people come to church. When I do this, I'm not pointing. Oh, I am. A lot of people come to church. And they hear the message, but they don't listen to it. That's why I know it sounds repetitive, but I do say, are you listening? Are you listening? And I don't mean to be, you know, agitating by saying that a lot, but that's what my Lord did. And I just want you to, to hear it and say, am I? I mean, I can't grow you. You have to. I can, I can bring the meal and put it in front of you, but you got to eat it. And I'm bringing some good meal. I bring good meal. I open this Bible, bring this spiritual stuff and lay it on. This is Thanksgiving every time we get together. So he says, let's cross the other side. Now, one thing you need to understand is, is that communication is what? 
It's a command. It's his word, right? Jesus, Jesus is the word. He became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus is the word. He said, go to the other side is not suggestion. It's what we're going to do, right? Hey, when the word speaks, that's empowerment. I mean, everything you need to understand. When he said, let's cross the other side, that literally gets me to go, well, that enables me. That gets me to a place where we're going to the other side. What's my concept? Getting in a ship. Jesus is in the ship. We're going to the other side. That's all, that's all I need to think about is, is what did he say? The other side. The other side. We're going to the other side. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. In other words, they didn't go around and get provision and get some, you know, snacks and, you know, they didn't do any of that. They just, Jesus in the ship. They said, all right, let's go. Let's get in the boat. Let's take off. That's what, that's what they're doing. But it's emphasis that he's in and it's the way he was in. So he's in the boat with them. All right. And they're going to the other side. Isn't this correct? All right. Now, after they had left the multitude, they took, along, they took Jesus along in the boat as he was, and a great, everybody say great, and a great windstorm came upon them. And what I'm going to do is, this is my, this, I'm going to get deep in the Greek right now, because when you read it the way it's written to a person in Bible times, it becomes much clearer. And it gives you the ability to overcome and win today. All right? So it says this. And a great, that word great is mega. And in, in context, it's mega destructive. Mega destructive. A mega destructive windstorm. Now, wind, in, in, in the reference to this type of wind, wind is pneuma in the Greek. Okay? It's not using that term for wind. See what I'm saying? You define by your understanding. So you read wind and you think wind, right? Wind. But this word changes. It's not pneuma, it's animas. Animas, and that changed the whole concept because now we're talking about, they use it as a compass, the four winds. They talk about the four winds. This is like old sailor talk. But it's in concept of a wind that is different in direction, okay? So what this is saying is this wind isn't the normal blow of a wind, but it's a wind that's going in different direction. Isn't that interesting? And it's so important to understand because it's not normal. Let's move on. It says, the wind storm came in different directions. Ephesians 4.14 says they were tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. That's the only time it's used again. And it's talking about what? This wind is so bad that people's lives are like this. Oh, my gosh. And, and by what? By wrong teachings. YouTube goofballs that are trying to teach you religion and, and you're sitting there listening to all this stuff and they, instead of listening to your pastor, you're listening to all this other stuff and you're tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. That's exactly what's going on right here. 
This wind is not a normal wind. Now let's, keep, let's continue on. And it says, storm is tempest. So the wind is all over the place and it's tied to a tempest. And that word is a violent destructive force. A violent destructive force. So the tempest is not some strong wind. It's wind that has destruction in it. Woo, this is getting serious. Let's go to the other side. The word says that this arose. Geonami. Geonami means it came out of nowhere. Huh? You know how many fishermen are on that boat? How many people have been on this boat, on these boats in the Sea of Galilee? Most of them. You know how many of them understand the weather at the sea? Every one of them. And when Jesus says, let's go to the other side, how many of them said, dude, there's a storm? I mean, Jesus, there's a storm. We can't. Look at, look, we know what that says. That says, this ain't the time. Let's go manana. Are you guys hearing me? No, no, no. He, he said, let's go to the other side. Their sailors, they're going, okay, what do you say, Jesus? We'll do whatever you want. No, they're like going, looking out there and going, it's a nice day of sailing. Let's get on this ship. Not one of them was going, are you kidding me? This ain't the time to go. I mean, it's already getting rough out there. No, no, no. This thing came out of nowhere. Jonamai. Just came. The wind. Can you see the wind? No. We can't. You guys hearing? Now pay attention. Came out of nowhere. Not anticipated. It's a surprise. Perfect day turned to bad. But I'm in the word of God. This is the will of God. This is the promises of God. Why is it being bad now? I must not be doing God's will. I must not be doing Jesus. He's mad at me. Are you serious? Believe me. When you start hooking up and focusing on, I'm going to rule with, I'm going to rule in this word. I'm going to own this day. The enemy's going to come and blow some wind at you. He's going to try to stir some things up. He's got, it's his system. Let's see if they can take a little pay cut. Start stirring up the boss. Cut their pay. And most Christians go, okay, I won't go to church anymore. Okay, let's move on. It is what it is. Let's keep going. And it says, and the waves beat into the boat. The waves what? Beat into the boat. Beat is epibalo. Again, it's the term balo to throw. But again, in this terminology, it's never used to describe nature. A person, an entity. So this thing is not just, this is a nature. This is an attack. And the Bible says they beat, it's beating violently the waves. Though, look at this. Watch, look at this. Look, look, look. And it says, the 
waves beat. The what? The waves. That literally word for waves is a swell or a burst. But the thing also shows that it's coming in all directions. Anybody ever been on a lake before and the wind blows? The wind blows, it blows. And the waves do what? Follow the wind. Right? If it wind's blowing at you, the waves are blowing at you. But it's never this, and the waves are going, woo, boo, boo. Never. Unless you're in Jesus' boat right now. What's happening? This supernatural, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, is attacking them. Well, how did it attack them? The wind, supernatural, started affecting the natural, the waves. The wind is what's causing the destruction of the boat. Not through the wind, but its ability to affect the natural. The waves now are beating in the boat. The disciples are doing everything they can to get the water out of the boat. They're sitting back and going, wow, it's filling up. They are freaking out. This isn't, people listen. This is a challenge that's been going on. Could be for hours. Are you hearing me? I've been on a boat before. And, and boats, like the boat I have, it, is, it has on the back bottom of it, it's what's called a plug. And that plug is to be screwed on so that after you're done water, getting in the boat and everything, you get out of the, out of the water, you undo the screw and all the water comes out. But if you don't put that on tight, or if you forget to put it on, not that I'm saying I'm that dumb, but I was that dumb once. And I thought I put the plug on. And so I get in the boat, back it up, and we out there having a good old time. But then I realized the boat's operating like this. And water is filling the boat. The first time this happened was wintertime. Where's the plug? It certainly isn't where you can go, oh, okay, I'll fix that. I had to jump in the stinking lake. And it was stinking. Freezing cold to plug my boat up that's filled with water. And now I got to turn the boat around that's filled with water. And the motor's going, and I hardly moving. Finally get it to shore, have to back it up on the trailer, pull it up, get the water out and say, fishing is done with. I'm out of here. No, I didn't do it that way. There, that's normal. That's how it happened. Because I didn't plug the boat. These guys are dumping, bailing water, bailing water, bailing water. They're doing everything they can. Finally, they realize, lost cause. What is their next position? We're going to die. The Greek literally says, we're dying. 
it was not in a statement of, this could be an option, Jesus. This could be an option. No, they've already established in their heart, in their mind, that we're dead. Interesting, isn't it? That we are dead. Look at the conversation. Now, you guys get this. There's got this unseen force attacking the boat. Remember I said context? You know what's on the other side? The other side that they're going to is a demon-possessed guy with 6,000 demons. That's terrorizing a whole region. Terrorizing a region. Terrorizing, when you read the story, literally is as people don't even go in that area anymore. They tried. They've tried to put this guy into chains and shackle him, and he'd break him. Totally, you know, like they were like Hulk. Serious. It, it, the reason why I said 6,000, because when Jesus said, come out of them, they didn't come out. And then he said, what's your name? And they said, Legion. When he says that, a legion of Roman soldiers, 6,000. He says, they said, we're legion for we are many. And Jesus, Jesus ain't, he's chill. He's not worried or concerned about this. He's trying to figure out what's the situation I'm dealing with right now. And they already know the situation. Don't do it. Leave us alone, please. Don't kill us. We don't want to die right now. The pigs, give us the pigs, the pigs. She's like, oh, I don't want no pork. Boom, get over there. And the pigs jump off the cliff. But see, that's where Jesus is going. Why? He's, he's going to set a region free. He's going there to set people free. Now, you know, what's funny is majority of them don't want that freedom. They're like going, no, you, you, you're taking our cash, man. Those, those pigs were our cash, and now they're dead. What else are you going to do to us? That's what people do. They rationalize satanic things that are evil in the sense of God's out to ruin my life. Instead of being free, they're looking at bondage. Isn't that weird? But see, that's where Jesus is going. But think about this. The disciples, they already are saying this. We're dying. They go to Jesus, and where's Jesus? Sleeping in the back of the boat, sleeping. In the Greek, it's literally, he's in deep sleep. And look what happens. Watch this. He was in the back of the part of the boat, asleep on a pillow, and they awoke him. In the Greek, is this. They didn't go, Jesus. Psst, psst. Jesus. They violently shook him to raise him, they violently shook him. In the Greek, it's actually a term for resurrection too. So this is serious. They're like going, dude, wake up. Now watch, pay attention. You got this, this force attacking, trying to kill them. They woke him and said, Greek language, they demand in a rebuke. So this is the disciples. Their mind is so feared that we're dead. We're dying. We're going to end up dead. They go to Jesus. They shake him violently with this statement. You don't care. 
Whoa. You don't care. They literally use the Greek language that says, you have no care for us at all. You don't care what's going on. That's a statement they make. The disciples that saw this goodness and God delivering and setting free and the wisdom of the truth of God entering their hearts and their first, state, their first position of being attacked by unseen forces is, you don't care, God. If you cared, I wouldn't be in this mess. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Did Jesus say, let's go to the other side and you'll have no problems? Let's go to the other side and nothing will try to stop us. Everything's going to be perfect. It's sunshine all the way there. They're going to the other side because everything's going to be good. No. He said what? We're going to the other side. What does that mean? Who cares about the stinking storm? No, see, our natural robs us of freedom. No, everybody dies in this storm. That's what we do. Everybody dies. Everybody dies. Everybody dies with this sickness. Everybody, come on, come on. Everybody, 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 everybody. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Stop it. Stop it. Get the word of God. Hear the words of Jesus. By my stripes you are healed, son. You give and you sow. It becomes multiplied back to you, son. Get that word. It's his word. He's not a liar. He's not a liar. He didn't say, and when you do it, everything's going to be good. You'll never be challenged. I'm telling you, doing God's word, everything's peaceful. Everything's easy. No, it isn't. But we always have the victory if you fight to the finish. Remember the scripture says, when you know to do good, continue. Don't faint. Don't quit. You're going to be challenged. They woke him aggressively shaking and rebuking him. Teacher, do you not care? Do you not have feelings for us? Martha said the same thing. She's busy. She's doing all this. She goes, don't you care I'm doing all the work? Don't you care I'm doing all the work? Look at me do all the work, Jesus. Don't you care? It's used another term where uh, shepherds that don't care about their flock. Same word. They don't care. They're out of here. What happens to a flock of sheep? I mean, you know, what happens to the sheep? They die. They can't take care of themselves. They use that term against Jesus. Oh, wow. If I was Jesus, I'd be slapping upside the head saying, drown all of you. I'm walking on water. I'm out of here. You either believe in me like Peter did one time or we all dead. You all dead. I'm gone. I'm gone. I mean, think about it. Don't you care that we're dying right now? Then he arose. This is cool. Dea Guerrero literally means... He, he got up from a deep sleep. He was like, so when he's doing this, he's still waking up. <laughs> they don't even see this. It's not like Emery arose. No, he was like, that was Thor. He was like, oh, getting up. He arose and then he did this. He rebuked the wind. What's the first thing he went after? The wind? Hey, wait a minute. Why would I go out to the wind? The water's filling the boat, and we're drowning because of that. We're drowning because of the symptoms. Wake up, people. Come on, wake up. We're drowning because of the symptoms. Oh, no, we're not. It's because of the source. It's because of the source. If I sit there and try to fix the symptoms, the source is still alive. It's still healthy. 
So what did he do? Look at the scripture. He rebuked it. It says he rebuked the wind. That's used in talking with a person. And he literally, it's a term that's, that's tied to a judgment. But the Bible doesn't give the picture by saying rebuked. It literally means he carried a conversation. He talked to that wind and commanded with his authority and said, this is done. This is done. Right now, I speak judgment over you. And that wind could only do one thing. One thing, it obeyed. Now, what do you think the waves did? They're still rocking, people. It's still rocking. It's going to take time for the waves to, to, to calm themselves. But what does Jesus now do? Now he speaks to the symptom. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Is he rebuking the natural now, the symptom? Oh, no. Now he says to the waves, peace, be still. Whole different language, whole different attitude. What does that mean to us? Attack with authority, the source. And then the symptoms will chill. The word says when he spoke, peace be still, the waters ceased. And that literally means they, they relaxed. They became unbound. They just went, hmm. Is that cool? Yes. Is that cool? Jesus said, guys, this is after everything's calm, everything's done. He said, why did you fear? Why are you so fearful? Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith in this situation? He's asking him a question, too. Why? Fear if, it does, if it's left unchecked, it will always bring you a place of unbelief. Always. You've got to get rid of fear. But also, you need to pay attention to level up common sense. Three things, and I end with these three things. Why they should never have concerned themselves one bit about this whole situation. And you'd be saying, you kidding me, Pastor? Look what's going on. No. And why wasn't Jesus dealing with it if it's so terrible? Question. Jesus gave up. He was going to die. Satan's got me. I know I said, let's go to the other side, but he's so much better than me. No. Number one, they forgot he was in the boat. Number two, they forgot he said, we're going to the other side. And number three, they didn't look at him in the midst of the storm to find out how do we act. And Christians, I'm going to tell you right now, number three is one of the biggest reasons why most people fail. But the third thing is what? It's looking to Jesus and seeing he's not concerned about this. Well, neither am I.
Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.